Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition, and that is exactly what we are going to do today. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today we have a Monday motivation, or no, yes, Mindset Monday. Mindset Monday. There, there we, we go. go. You're like, yes, dude, we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. I got to right. get my titles right. Um, so today we're going to, we got a question from somebody on the online uh, podcast form. That was good. It's a uh, more of a mindset-based question that Cody wanted to talk about and elaborate on. So Do a whole podcast on it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, so the question comes from... Our intern. Yeah, One of. You announced it. I just did right now. Yeah. <laughs> a new intern of ours. It's Ariel Diampert. She'll probably correct you at some point. Diampert. What is it? I think that's it. Yeah. I I just don't say last names. Diampert. That's I mean, my way it of not. It's pretty it. clear, but yeah. All right. So she asks, um, it's kind of a long question. She says, when some people have a goal, it almost seems like they have a quote unquote light switch they can turn on that says failure is not an option. Personally, I have experienced this during bodybuilding preps and when I went through fertility treatment. I know Cody shared that when uh, that when he went through this with his wife, was pregnant with their daughter. It is kind of hard to explain, but it almost as if those automatic negative thoughts in our head turn into a soft whisper, so so soft that you can't even hear them. Do you believe that everyone has a quote-unquote switch inside them? And if not, can... Can the quote-unquote switch be created? How does somebody turn their switch on or off? I like that. Um, Her and I were going back and forth on this via voice memo, and I literally, because she asked me the question, and then I just texted her the link to the podcast (laughs) form. I was like, drop a question. I was like, this is a whole podcast topic. But, like, I I think, and I mean, you, you you can probably... You probably know what I'm talking about. A lot of people I know know what I'm talking about. But there's certain people you watch, right, and that you're inspired by. And you almost like they're just always on fire, right? Everybody has down periods of time. But you always wonder, like, how do they get that fired up? Even, even like, people have asked me that. How do you get so motivated to do something? And I think there's a lot of elements to it. And I like this idea of there being an on switch because there are times in your life where – you're just in the zone, you're mm-hmm. in the flow. You can turn it on. You can attack a goal and you don't slow down. And you have this relentless pursuit, yeah. this relentless ability to just keep on going. I'm reading that book called Relentless right now. I just started it. So I'm like two chapters in by Tim Grover. Um, and he's the, he's the personal trainer who, I mean, he, he's a personal trainer, but you don't, he doesn't talk about training at all in the book. So it's much more than training. It's life. It's mindset. But he worked with... Uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne Wade, like a bunch of really good basketball players I don't know, but they're, he name dropped them, so I'm assuming they're big names. But he was like the guy that they talked to to break through mental barriers and just keep on pushing. And he talks about this with them too, like they're never satisfied. Like it's just constant, it's, it's always more. They're always accomplishing more. And to some people, never being satisfied seems like a very negative thing. But Never being satisfied is different than never being fulfilled Mm. because I think for those individuals, the path of growth, the hard work, the commitment, the ability 
to see yourself succeeding at something, that is fulfillment. So it's not, and it's the same reason they talk about like Tom Brady won the Super Bowl again and he like partied, had a drink, and the next day he was training. Because it's like, what's next? You know, like in the book, he talks about Michael Jordan in the locker room after his fifth ring. And in the locker room after winning his fifth ring, he was talking to Tim Grover about what they're going to do next year to get his sixth. Yeah. And most people are like, dude, fucking have like pop a bottle and yeah. chill, you know? Just, but, just to be clear for the sports fans that yeah. listen to this podcast, Brady had multiple drinks. He was. Oh, I'm sure. But out. I'm saying one night. I know. I was, was just kidding. Back, he's back to it the Because it wasn't grind. just one drink. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying he, he had one night and then he's back to the ground. Okay. Yep. Um, and Tim Grover didn't work with him. I'm just using that as a random example. Totally. The one about Michael Jordan is literally in the book. That's yeah. so I'm just regurgitating that. I didn't know he had six rings until I read the book. Mm. People know I'm not a sports fan. Yeah. So like, um, but I think the point is, is like, it, it is that pursuit. It's the chase that, that keeps them going. So I think part of it is finding your chase. You know, she said like, can you turn this on? I think you can, but I don't think you can turn it on unless you're passionate about something. She also asked, does everybody have one? She did. And one of the things we were going back and forth on was, you know, she was like, you clearly have it. Could you turn it on if you decided one day that you were going to be an artist? I don't know why she used that as an example, but. Painting artist or like. She just said artist. Okay. But I said no. Okay. I was like, no, I couldn't. You're passionate. Because I'm not passionate about that. Yeah. You know, like. It, 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 and the, here's the thing too, is like, there's, there's shift moves we call them, right? So like the, the tailored life challenge, there's a list of things, cold shower, meditation, journal, those individually and together as a like collaborative unit of things, of habits work as a shift move. And a shift move is something that you do damn near daily to click into gear. Cause some mornings you wake up and you're just, you're slow. You're just not into it. Okay, that's when you get down, you do 20 push-ups, take a cold shower, chug your greens drink and meditate and you're fucking on now, Totally right? And part of it is when you go to do those things, you don't want to do them. Yep. When you do something you don't want to do like that, it puts you in a mentality that allows you to be relentless for the rest of your day, right? So part of this shift move is the simple fact that you're doing it despite not wanting to do it. And that makes the rest of your day easy. Yeah. The other part of it is those things actually do work to fire your nervous system, get your brain working. The cold shower wakes you up. You know, like you're just on now. You can even do this. And this is something that I was taught way back when, when I originally got taught like what a shift move was. They would literally be like, if you're in like, if you have anxiety or you're like stressed or you're overwhelmed and you have to click back into gear to be productive, you do a shift move that's like explosive. And it sounds so funny when people listen to this, they're going to hear this, but walk outside the door of wherever you're at, do five burp burpees and jump as high as you can on those burpees. So you're really explosive. Your heart rate goes through the roof and scream a curse word as loud as you can. Fuck shit. Like just scream. It sounds so, so weird. But doing that, you can't like one, whatever you were angry about or whatever, it's gone. Two, your heart rate's through the roof. You're amped up. It literally, unless you do it, it completely shifts the way your mind is thinking and working and you actually can be more energetic, more productive, more enthusiastic about what you're doing. Um, I don't do that one very much at all because I use those habits as kind of like my shift move. But it's just an example of like you literally have to purposely do some kind of act to shift your brain into that gear at times. Um, and part of that is just doing cheesy shit like that that most people aren't willing to do. Yeah. 
a lot of people who have that thing, that gear that they can switch to, they are willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do. Part of that is waking up at five in the morning and grinding. But part of it is also looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I will be successful. I will win the day. I will be powerful. Like affirmations affirmations out loud to yourself. People are embarrassed to do that when nobody's around. Yeah. I've been that way. I'm like, I feel so stupid. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Why? Nobody's around. Yeah. Right. But doing those cheesy weird things is what allows you to shift in those gears and be that way. Tony Robbins, if you've ever seen him before he gets on stage, he literally has like, I don't know if he still does it, but he used to have this like little trampoline, like a little kid trampoline. And he would jump on the trampoline and like slap his face. And he would say these words and spit, do like three sixties. And you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he would walk out on stage in front of 10,000 people and just crush it. But it's like, that's a shift move. It's a weird ritual, but it works. It works. Yeah. And that's a weird, cheesy thing. You can't be embarrassed if you're going to go through those things. You can't be embarrassed easily. Um, so I think, I think a lot of it is that. I, but think, I think the reward for the shift move is way higher than the embarrassment of doing it. 100%. Which means you have to take action first to realize that there's that con- there, that it outweighs you it so much. You won't see that benefit if you don't. T- yeah. Exactly. And once you do see the benefit, you're like, Pfft, do it all day. I'll do that all day. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, back to the passion thing. I think there's there's something to say about, like, you have to be specifically passionate about something. So this is actually really cool. Uh, passion, the root word of passion is Latin, and it's, it's I don't know if it's uh, pronounced differently because it's Latin. I don't speak Latin, but it's P-A-T-I is the root word. Okay. Pati or passi, whatever. I don't know. Okay. It means to suffer or to endure. So if you think about it, if you're chasing your passion, there's part of it is going to be enduring something or suffering through something, mm. you know? So I think about not only training and nutrition, but business, like yeah. that's my passion, right? Growing this and doing this thing and impact people. There's certain sacrifices that have to be made. There's certain times where I will suffer. There's certain times where I'm going to have to endure tough times, hard times, stressful times, but I am willing to do anything to fulfill my passion. And that's why it's my passion. So if you look at something and you're not willing to suffer or endure as crazy and hardcore as it sounds, I don't know if you're truly passionate about it. What it, What's the definition of the root? To suffer or, or to endure. So endure being... Conquer. Yeah. You know, in like, all right, like a cold Six, shower. 16. I'm going to sit here in this cold shower for 10 minutes and endure every single second of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But... That means part of passion is pain. Part of passion is suffering, you know? So I, I think the, the reality is this too. Those embarrassing little things, those cheesy little things, those habits that you have to do, it, it, those are suffering, right? The stress, the overwhelm. If I can't attach a greater purpose and passion to the outcomes of those things I'm suffering through, then I won't suffer through them. Yeah. You know, like if I was an artist and it was like, all right, you're going to lose some sleep. You know, you're probably going to be pretty overwhelmed. It's going to be really stressful. I'm be like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I don't even want to do art. I'm not passionate about this at all. Like, I don't want to spend the time doing it. So, you, uh, in my opinion, you can't sh- shift the gear if you're not passionate about it. Shift the gear or half the gear. Yeah, you, you won't even well, be able to see the gear. So, that goes back to her first question. Do you think everybody has it? I do. I don't. I don't think everybody finds it. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I, don't, I won't disagree with that, but I'm not going to agree with that. I think that <laughs> I think somebody has to be 
in a certain situation to be able to uh, not locate it, but like recognize it yeah. or identify it. Yeah. Um, like truly, like I, th- the only thing that's going through my head is like to be an entrepreneur. You have to be an, a successful entrepreneur. You have to have it. But that's only if you relate it to entrepreneurship. So, th- so I think that certain things that people have it for are put on a pedestal or they're, they got the spotlight on it, right? Like I'll never have it to be a professional basketball player like Michael Jordan, Dwayne Reedy, or any of those guys, right? But I will have it in my own way. So I can turn it on and I can work just as fucking hard as they do, but I may never be on TV okay. doing it in front of people. So I shouldn't put it, put it into an entrepreneurial box. Exactly. Okay. But to that same same token. With you saying that, I think I, I agree with some people don't just don't find it. They don't find it. And I think part of that too is, is so there's a trickle effect. I think everybody has it deep within them. Everybody has the potential to be great at something. I think that's a fact. Your greatness might be on TV in front of millions. It might be on Instagram in front of thousands. It might be in a community in front of hundreds. It might be in front of nobody because it's just something that you do for yourself. But everybody has something that they could turn the gear on and be relentless with and like look at the clock and be like, holy shit, I've been here for 10 hours doing this and time flew by. Yeah. Or like, I, I can't see my life without this thing, you know? Yeah. But the only reason people don't find it, and this is where there's an indirect trickle effect, going back to something we talked about recently, if you're not enthusiastic about everything you do, if you don't put one or 2% effort in it, if you're not open-minded to the things that come into your life, if you're not willing to connect with people or hear people out or get feedback, if you're not willing to personally develop or read or listen or watch or anything like that, you may never find your ability to turn that gear on because you're closed, right? And so when somebody goes, hey, do you want to go to this seminar? You're like, nah. Hey, you should listen to this audiobook or read. No. Hey, you should watch this. No. Like, you know what I mean? You stay in your box. You work your day job. Like, you're never exposing yourself to any situations that are out of the norm that could spark that flame. And I think that's ultimately, like, even if I think about how this all started for me. It's good, yeah. Somebody saw me in the gym who I was wearing a knee brace and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and I wasn't passionate about doing it. And he was like, you should come to my class and you'll learn a thing or two about how to rehab your knee better. And I laughed and was like, all right, dude. And he walked off. And then it stuck with me because I was like, my fucking knee hurts. I'm overweight. But the fact that you stuck with it and it stuck in your mind. Yep. Was that switch. And then going out of my way, skipping my class yeah. and going, fuck it. I'm going to walk in this guy's class. What's the worst that can happen? They kick me out. See, a lot of people wouldn't even go past that. A lot of people wouldn't do it. No. But if you trust your gut, my gut was just like, why not, dude? Just do it. And if you say that, like the why not thing is huge. I still think it's more than trusting your gut. It's, it's walking into that door. Instinct. You can trust your gut and say, man, that's probably the right thing and not do it. And yeah, take an action. Take an action. Yeah. There you go. Yes. I think it, you, the, everybody has that that conscious, that yeah. gut instinct feeling, but not everybody takes action on Correct. it. But if I didn't take action on walking into that class, I wouldn't have seen what I saw when they were doing the presentation on functional movement, yeah. right? They were, they had a baby on the screen and yeah. I would never forget it. But it was that moment where I was like, click, I want to do it. What are they talking about here? Yeah. This fitness is way beyond what I thought it was. I'm going to stay here for a while, you know? And then it just was like, and then within a month that gear shifted and I was like, Dad, can I change my degree? No. Okay, I'm going to go forge your signature without telling you. Yeah. Did it. Stupid idea for most 18-year-olds to do. But I was like, fuck it. Why not? It was just that thing after thing of like. That is wild. <laughs> like, but I just had this thing in me that was like, 
I got to do it. Yeah. I have to do it. And I'm just going to take action on whatever it is. And I'm not going to think about the consequences, you know, which yeah. is somewhat ignorant at times, but yeah. it leads to a lot of cool shit. And yeah. now I'm able to turn that fucking switch because I did that, you know? So I think, I think everybody has it, but to your point, not everybody finds it because they don't do things like have an open mind or take action or totally. Cause it's going to pop up in a random situation. Yeah. You know, I think it also, this is kind of a side note, but I think it, that taking action thing can go the other way too. You know, like I'm just saying, there's a lot of things in your gut say, don't fucking do this. Mm-hmm. And you do do it. Yeah. Or you, I mean, or you don't, but either way, if you do do it and when your gut's telling you not to, you're same thing, taking action. Mm-hmm. But, or your gut's telling you to do something and you know, there's going to be like risk, risk or consequence with it, yeah. you know, like not even consequence, but like hardship. Like I know this consequences is, is is negative, but yeah, hardship is just a challenge. Yeah, but like I, uh, there's been business decisions for me yeah. that it's like I know this is the right thing to do, but, but, we'll be, fuck, but it will be a challenge. It's gonna be a challenge. It's yeah. gonna pull back our timeline. We're gonna yeah. lose money, but this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And then six months later, I'm like, thank God I fucking did that. Yeah. You know, but like a lot of people don't, they don't trust their gut in that moment, or they, yeah, they don't trust it. They hear yeah. it, but they don't trust it. You know, so. I think at the end of the day, you have to find your passion. You have to understand what these like shift moves are because, and honestly, like look at the common denominators of the most successful people in the world in any way, right? So if you're, if you're like, okay, Cody, I don't care about business. I just want to be shredded. I want to look great. Okay. Look at the common denominators of every shredded individual. Yeah. What do they do? They prep their meals. They get enough sleep. They train really hard. They can push really hard in every set. They're okay doing that. They're okay getting uncomfortable in the gym. They're very consistent, right? They eat the same shit repeatedly. There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors, but it's all like little things yeah. that aren't that crazy, but it's like... Depends on your look at it. They not might not be little to some people. Yeah, touche. It's pretty fucking easy for you. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's little to you. But I've, I've also even looked at that from, you know, different standpoints of, I mean, a little thing that's Meal. not easy for me, for example, in the fitness is pushing every set to the intensity that I need to push it. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for anybody, but I'm willing to do it. So why am I willing to do it? Is it because I'm passionate about that pain I feel when I'm doing a leg extension? I'm, my leg quads can barely finish the extension? No, I don't like that. I don't love it in the moment. Unless I'm doing curls, I don't love training in the moment. Like getting a pump in my upper body, I don't love leg training, but I'm willing to do it because I have a passion of overcoming obstacles, right? Because if I overcome obstacles here, then I can overcome obstacles there. So to me, this goes back to, I'm not passionate here, but does this help me with my passion over here? Totally. Right. I'll turn my gear on here because it influences how well I can turn it on over here. Totally. And I think that like cold showers, nobody fucking likes cold showers, but can I tie this? Brad does. Brad does for whatever reason. <laughs> Brad's a weirdo. <laughs> Love you, Brad. But can I turn that gear on here to influence that, right? And if I can tie these together, but that's the, the, the people that had struggles with, I talked to, I still have a bunch of calls, but like I've talked to a bunch of people in Taylor Life Challenge that moved into coaching and part of the deal was like, hey, if you, if you work with us going forward, you're going to jump on the phone with me. We'll do a personal development call. And uh, I always ask like, number one, did you, did you actually accomplish the challenge, you know? And it's funny because you would expect like most people that sign up, they're like, yeah, I want to, I, I crushed it. I want to keep going. Most of them have not. Most of them are like, I didn't do well. Yeah. I like fell off after a week, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's been cool. Cause I'm like, okay, why, 
what was what was the thing? Nine times out of ten, they could they didn't attach it to what they're really after. They didn't like they couldn't associate journaling helping them with their goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, but I don't want to fucking journal. Like, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, let's identify how this is going to help this. You know, and when you can tie that together, now all of a sudden you start being able to turn the gear on these habits. You're, you're able to do the habits consistently that help you turn that gear mm. and become that person. Yep. But even to that extent, do you know that that person, as in the version of you that turns that gear on? Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know the right terminology, but I think it boils down to, like I said to you, some of those things might not be big to you, but bigger to others, depending on your experience and mm-hmm. depending on your commitment and all that but like let's just say like going to that you know extra effort in the gym right going to the last set is different than meal prepping because let's just say you're you're putting in the effort to go to the gym you're already at the gym so you might as well yeah put in that extra effort on those last sets right meal prepping is completely separate you have to take hours let's just say hours for this to meal prep you're not already you know meal prepping so might as well do one or two more meals you gotta meal prep yeah you know so it also means like like i said some of these things aren't totally small to you but they might be others so then they have to decide okay this is a huge thing huge i don't want to call it inconvenience or or whatever it it might be because it's hard it's it's a new thing so it's inconvenience but they have to measure you know is that big task worth yeah to get to that goal yeah I mean, I mean, so a lot of people, including myself in some things in life, are like, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, it depends on, but if it's essential to get to that goal and you're, and that goal takes that light switch of no, failure is not an option, you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ultimately that means, number one, you have to have a goal you truly care about. There you go. You know, because sometimes about. If, it, if this isn't worth this goal. Then is that goal worth then it's either that you don't want that goal that bad or you don't understand how this is really going to help you get there. You know what I mean? Because you could really want this, but you really don't understand how, like, why do I have to meal prep? Yeah. Like, if I can break it down for you and show you, and, I mean, even for people who really are asking that question, it's not literally meal prep because as long as you plan ahead and you stay within your macros, you're fine. You don't have to prep your meals. I prep one meal a day. It takes me five minutes because it's yogurt, oats, whatever, you know? Yeah. But point is, if you understand why planning your day ahead is going to help you stay consistent, hit your macros, why hitting your macros is so important for precision, all these things, then you go, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Totally. Right? Or if you're still like, yeah, I still don't want to do it. It's like, okay, well, you care, you you hate that habit more than you love that goal. That's what I was saying. And that's okay. But you got to, you have to own that. You have to understand and own it. Yep. Yeah. Um, The thing I would challenge you on with like, that's easy for you with the fitness stuff is that it wasn't, it is now. Mm. And I think that's the difference is people listen to this that are like, yeah, but I don't like going to the gym. I didn't like going to the gym. When I started training, I mean, you know me in high school, I didn't train a single day. I never even took weights class. I literally never lifted a weight in high school once. I shouldn't say once. I probably picked up a barbell yeah. at some point in time, but I'd never worked out. Yeah. I, I just played soccer and skateboard. Yep. Like I didn't do anything else. And when I got out of school, I was literally, it was literally like this. I hate the gym. I don't want to see people at the gym at our local gym. I don't like eating healthy, but I really fucking hate my body. Like I don't like what I see in the mirror and I'm tired of being the chubby dude in the group. And I had a stronger passion for that, like hating that than I did for hating the gym. 
Like I hated that so much, that feeling of not liking what I saw in the mirror so much more than hating gym. And this is where people could think about pain versus pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. What's the greater pain and what's the greater pleasure? Is the pleasure of me being lazy and eating whatever the fuck I want and not going to the gym and just watching TV instead worth the pain of hating what I see in the mirror? Or is the pain of meal prepping and going to the gym and getting uncomfortable worth the pleasure of loving what I see in the mirror and not being that chubby dude in the group anymore? And when I thought about it like that, which I read a Tony Robbins book years ago, and this is what he did. He was like, pain versus pleasure. I was like, no, like I will do all that shit because I hate it way less than I hate the way I look. And it was, it was game over. I never lifted. I didn't want to be around people. I went to a gym that nobody was around, you know, at Highline Community College is how I ran into the dude. And I was doing reps and reps and reps of shit that I did not like, that I was uncomfortable doing, I was uneducated on, but I did it so that I could become the version of myself that I visualized. And I think that's the other thing people don't do. If you talk about this pain versus pleasure thing, and you can go, okay, I can, I can agree with that, that statement, but it's not clicking with me. Well, it's because you haven't visualized yourself leaner, right? So I literally, I, I set a goal to do a bodybuilding show. So I was like, all right, I'm going to visualize myself shredded on stage. I'm going to visualize myself in that physique. I'm going to visualize coming to the pool party that I never went to, right? And for me, it was actually, a, it was Roach, Roach Harbor, mm. because we used to go there every summer, and, I, and there was a huge pool. There was like the water. And I never wanted to take my shirt off. Every single summer we went there because I was embarrassed to take my shirt off. Yep. And I was like, I'm going to fucking rip my shirt off next time I go there. Like, that was my thing. I was like, imagine the girls we go with seeing me without my shirt on and, like, being shocked because last summer when, while they were all at college, I was fucking grinding, you yep. know? And I start thinking about those things. Now I'm like, all day. I don't care if I look stupid. I don't care if I got to figure this out. Like, I'm going to grind. Yeah. And long story short, after a year of doing shit that I didn't like doing the gym, I started liking it because you get good at it and you see the benefit from it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm like every painful rep. I'm like, man, like this is literally getting me leaner and more attractive. Mm -hmm. I love this shit. Like this is cool. And you get addicted to it. It's just like if you've ever played uh, any type of sport, video game, anything like that, if you suck really bad at it and you keep sucking at it, you're not going to like doing it. Yeah. I never liked playing basketball. I really sucked, and I kept trying to like play pickleball. I just always sucked. I was like, I don't want to play. I've never played basketball. You, you say pickup ball? Yeah, like pickleball with Thomas. You, I thought you said pickleball. No. I was like, how does that have to help you it's with basketball? It's great at pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I never liked playing basketball. Every, like, I was much more in favor of doing other things when everybody voted to play basketball, and we're all hanging around. I'm like, no, nah, let's do something else. Yeah. I fucking hate basketball. Skateboard. <laughs> Skateboard, anything. Yeah. But that's where it's like – with working out, you're, you're guaranteed to get good at it because you, you may never be the best squatter or better than me at squatting or better than him at squatting. But if you squat, you are going to end up being stronger. Yeah. And if you eat right, you are going to get leaner. So the benefit makes it seem like you're doing pretty fucking good. And that is addicting. It's a feedback loop like dopamine, right? Getting yeah. results. I'm going to keep going. So my argument to, to you with that is just that like, you know, even somebody as obsessed with the shit as me, like once upon a time, I didn't like it. And I think if people, if you grind through the stage of not liking it, I do think that you end up becoming a fan of it. If you do it long enough to see the benefit, Yeah. you know, and when you're brand new to shit, you do see the benefit quick. I mean, even like when you start training with me at Vigor, I mean, you had a pretty good transformation. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of addicting, you know, the environment, the music, like the feeling after you get done, the endorphins of like, damn, I just crushed that. Yeah. And then going, holy shit, 
I'm like losing my gut. Like yep. I'm getting leaner. That is that addicting. And then you start understanding the process more. Totally. Um, long winded rant on that last part. But I think like if anybody feels like they don't have it, I do think you can get it. Even if it's something. Cause get she, it or she find it or find it. If it's something career, passion, purpose related, I think that's where you really got to be open-minded Yeah. because you're not going to find it by searching. Like I'm going to like write a bunch of cool things. I'm going to like, wait, I'm going to just try them all until I find my passion. You just got to be open-minded to shit and it'll, it'll come into your life. As far as turning on that switch for fitness specifically, it is more difficult because there's certain people who aren't super passionate about it, but you have to figure out and visualize that goal and love that goal. If you don't love that goal, you're not going to, it's not going to click, Yeah. you know? Um, and she talked about bodybuilding prep. She forgot her clothes for the gym after work and did an hour of Stairmaster and slacks and a blouse and bare feet because she got done with work and she's like, I got to fucking do this. Damn. That's passion. Yeah. But that's also suffering. Yeah. An hour of cardio and, and dress clothes, sweating barefoot on like the gritty stair step. Like she's enduring and suffering a little bit. But she was she didn't regret it because yep. she was working towards her passion, which was bodybuilding, you know? Dope. So I think that's like the that's obviously the next level because not everybody listening to this is passionate about bodybuilding and shit like that. But that much. I think for those people it's it's the pain and pleasure thing. Totally. You gotta visualize what the end goal is and, and associate that. Um I think the habits and the shift moves are important. So you can kind of try to shift into that gear. Um but I do I think everybody has it, man. I think everybody has the potential to be great at something. I think that you need to be open-minded to what finds you. And I think you need to be willing to do hard things and willing to do things other people aren't doing in everyday life and not ask questions. You know, like if, if a mentor or somebody you read something somewhere says to do something because it's going to change the way you operate, be open-minded to do it. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to do it for three weeks straight and be like, oh, stupid, but I tried. Mm-hmm. And if you can tell yourself, like I'm actively trying to be a better person, better human, more successful – that's going to fuel that gear to keep searching and keep being motivated. So you are going to get something out of it or it is really going to impact you and you're going to shift into that gear through doing whatever stupid thing, quote unquote, that somebody told you to do. Yeah. Like a cold shower or whatever, you know, I was super hesitant to meditation. Now it's one of my favorite things because I can sit down and visualize my future and visualize success and get in the mindset I need to get into. But at first I was like, man, that's some hippie shit. I don't, I don't, and I'm like picturing like, sitting crisscross and like um with like a weird hat on on a rug or something i can't even sit where did the hat come from dude that's just what i picture okay (laughs) i don't know and uh like that's what i so i was like come on bro i'm not gonna do it i was resistant to personal development you know because i wasn't willing to look stupid in front of myself um but i'm going on and on now but do you think i mean i feel like that answers the question pretty well um ultimately the question being do I think everybody has it? Yes. Yeah. Do you think people can s- turn it on and off? Yes. Yeah. Maybe not yet. Because there's a lot of people listening right now that are like, I don't, like, how do I turn it on? Yeah. You know, and I think those are habits, stuff like that help, but. You got to find your passion first. Yeah. I wasn't, you know what, even like the last thing I will say, because I want to wrap this up since we're 30 minutes in, but I would even say like the example she gave about Blakely. I don't even know if I was able to flip the switch about my passion until I had that situation, which was like my why, you know, my purpose isn't to be a father. My purpose is to impact people, to help people through health and fitness and personal development. Like I know what my purpose is, 
my why is my fuel and that's my daughter. And it wasn't until I found out I was having a daughter. Like, I mean, you witnessed it. As soon as I found that out, it literally lit a fire, Overdrive. switched the gear. It was like, whoa, here we go. And it was like, I mean, dude, within the nine month period, like so much changed. Yeah. So sometimes the, I think the thing to add is, you know, I was open-minded to personal development, all that stuff, but I didn't have a why yet. I didn't have anything that was like, my back's against the wall. I got to, you know, do this. I got to make this happen. Totally. Um, and, you know, and it's sad because some people, they find out they're going to have a kid. They get into the situation. They still don't turn it on. Yeah. But, I mean, just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what it was. I mean, outside of thinking of, like, what I wish I had as a kid or what the best life for her could be. Obviously, those are motivations. But, I mean, there was something there that fueled my why. So, maybe for some of you guys out there, it, it's about that, too. You might have your passion right in front of you, but you don't have a burning why that's going to push you to do it yeah. to the fullest effect. And if you're living at 80%, man, you're just wasting time. You could be at 100. Yeah. Yolo. I agree. Could die any minute. <laughs> I mean, that's a very morbid thing to say, but that's what I think about. Yeah. I got one last question. Yeah. <laughs> Did your dad ever sit you down and say, like, what the hell, dude? Like this, this is completely not okay. About like, which one, <laughs> what, your, what thing? Yeah, the Ford yes. signature. Oh no, like, dude. that's thoroughly illegal. So <laughs> this success is is because of an illegal act I made. Well, no, sure. because uh, so he didn't press charges. Yeah, um, that's, but did he he didn't really like sit down and be like, dude, you can't just write my signature on paper. No, I think I think he. That, I think that was like the convincing he needed because it was like a, for the way I look at it is this because I've never had anybody ask me. That's funny. Nobody's ever asked me if he got mad and he didn't. Well, I know your dad's pretty chill, but that's like yeah. a notch up. Like, yeah. And, and when I don't I, care if you go party, Cody, but don't forge my yeah. identity. I, so like I think that <laughs> I mean, so for people listening, me and my dad are like the same person. Yeah, so it's, he him and I talk business all the time. Like we're the, we're just this we're we operate the same way. We both have that gear. And, you know, I think he looked at it like, cause I tried to convince him and he said, no. That's and then I was I'm like, like so. I, and I just told him, I was like, I, I think I literally was just like, I have to do this. Like, like I'm doing this. And I think that was the most, he was just like, fuck, like how can you hold somebody back? But like, he obviously didn't say, okay. He didn't say, okay. At the beginning. Cause I, I asked, he said no. And he gave me a reason why. And I was just like, fuck, I don't have a rebuttal. It's not a good reason. To, yeah. It's not a good enough reason. Dad. Well, the funny thing is I didn't ask twice. I didn't ask the second time. Yeah. I just went and did it. Yeah. So it's like, I asked, he said no. And I was like, all right. And I went and did it. Cause our signatures are so similar. I mean, i learned my signature because I just, so did you just learn that you were taking like physiology classes and was like, that's not a business degree. Yeah. I think <laughs> we got something in the mail for like my grades or something like that. And he was just like, what the fuck? Like, Nutrition 101. A plus. Personal training. Good for bu- like business for personal training. There was like an insurance and liability class. He's yeah. like, wait, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and I think I just said, I was like, this did like, I'm, I have to do this. And I think he just believed me at that point. And I had a lot of conviction, you know, like, yeah. I'm like this. And I remember him saying too, like, all right, well, you, what's your plan B? You have to have a plan yeah, B. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm not having a plan B. There is no plan B. I'll figure that out if that time comes. And I think that was the moment he's just like, I mean, he's told me this before, like, you can't stop this kid. He's told Shannon, he says all the time, he's like, if Cody thinks something, yeah, you might as well just stop trying. Yeah, but I'm still, like, there was no, like, oh, and by the way, Dad, 
you, you're seeing the different classes on my report card. That's because I forged your signature. No, I definitely was just like, I'll just wait till he figures it out. Yeah, <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, it had to have been at least months, man. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, maybe you just didn't ago. know. Probably didn't know you had to have a signature to yeah. change a degree. It was almost, it was almost ten years ago now. So yeah. it's like, it was ten years ago now. So yeah. who knows? Yeah, but um, all right, cool. Well, it happened for a reason. That's it, guys. If you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. That's how you know you're in something that you can switch that gear. That's how you know you're passionate about something. You know, you're willing to do whatever the fuck it takes. And I think everybody listening should go find something in their lives that they are willing to do whatever it takes to master. Dude, whatever it takes is a different definition for everybody. It is. And in every category of what you're chasing, whatever it takes is going to be completely different shit. I know, but... Well, no, I understand it's different things, but I'm saying the level of seriousness is different to everybody, well, whatever it takes. Because... See, and that's where I disagree. I think there's whatever it takes, and then there's people think they'll do whatever it takes. Correct. No. I will literally do whatever it takes to make sure that this happens the way I want it to happen. Yeah, I don't make think... Make sure this, this is I don't successful. think we're on the same page with that, but, like, I'm not talking about what they think. I'm just saying they're like, oh, I'm doing everything it takes, whatever it takes. But no, there's more. But yeah. They don't may, may not know about that's it. That's what I'm or, saying. They don't understand yeah, what it go. actually is. And that's where I think it's like there's a lot of people who think they're doing whatever it takes. They think they're pushing everything. They're still at 80%. Yeah. Okay. And I've even seen people. I've talked to people where I'm like, Did you do this? Did you do this? Well, that too. But I mean like, dude, you're going at 80%. And it's like, no, dude, like I'm doing everything. No, you're not. I see more in you than you see in yourself. And that's the problem. You know, if somebody else can believe in you more or see more out of you and see more potential that's an issue yeah you need to believe in yourself more that's than anybody else when you get a mentor yeah exactly and i had the same thing of like i had self-doubt but somebody's like dude no i see so much more for you yeah. and i had to hear that and then think about it and visualize it and be like yeah why not me yeah. you know and then you build on that so you got to find something that will allow you to do whatever it takes. And that's the gear. You got to have the habits. You got to be willing to do the habits. If they're cheesy, if they're challenging, if they're whatever, you have to be willing to do those. And a lot of times when you're willing to do those things, you're super enthusiastic. You have energy. You are passionate. You're, you're, you're putting extra effort and percentage into every single thing. You're open to talking. You're open to feedback. You're looking for positivity. That's when you're going to find that thing. And that's when you're going to know the definition of whatever it takes and the definition of passion. And the willingness to suffer if it requires that. And I think that's ultimately what leads to ultimate success. I mean, I'm not there yet. And I think if anybody, you know, if, if when you get into that mentality, I don't, I think you accept that you'll never be there. Totally. Uh, I'll never be successful because I'm always going to want more. And that's a hard discussion to have with certain people in your life because, I mean, that sounds crazy. I don't know if I agree with that. Successful? Like, you got to define that. Like, what do you got to be? The fucking richest man in the world to be successful? That's the money is not the thing that makes you successful. Okay, okay, okay. But I, it's I part agree. of it because money is a resource that allows me to do more. You don't think you're successful? Not enough. <laughs> I'm not so. But here's the thing: that's like, what I mean. I'm not going to say I'm not successful because I appreciate everything that I've done. I appreciate everything we've built as a team. Like, I appreciate where everything's at. But I don't think I shouldn't say I, I'll never be successful. Successful is the wrong word. I will never, it, it'll never be enough. Yeah. I'll never be fully satisfied. Oh. And I'm okay with that. Satisfied is different. Yeah. yeah. I, Successful I, is. I'm very fulfilled. Every day of my life, I'm extremely grateful. I'm constantly fulfilled. But part of my fulfillment comes from the chase of wanting more. Yeah. And I think somebody, that's, that's. Somebody could, could have an apartment, single, 
and a car, and they'd be like, I'm successful. Yeah. Because they're not homeless, and they're not eating at the shelter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's that definition. But satisfied is, is personal. Yeah. But, and that's also, like, again, I'm, I'm not a sports guy, so take this <laughs> with a grain of salt. But people like Tiger Woods or Kobe or anybody that was at their level in their sport, like, still doing just as much or more work. Yeah. Than the guy who just started. Why? Satisfied. Dude, you're the best. What do you, like, chill. No. I'm never the best because best is my own definition. Yep. I'm, I'm going to be better than last year's Kobe, yep. last year's Tiger. Like, more, more, yep. more. And I think that's, I think people frown upon that too. Like, there's, there, was a, there was a point in time where people did, like, especially in the entrepreneur space where it's like, you need balance and, like, you're, you're doing too much and, like, you should be satisfied and fulfilled and... I think there's like, I mean, to be a savage in anything you do and just keep winning, like you, you have to turn into that gear. You yeah. have to want more constantly. I don't agree with it being frowned upon. I mean, you can definitely never be satisfied and want more and more and also have balance. Well, balance is a whole never, different definition, right? Like I think people, some people literally define it by time and I don't think that's the case. Totally. It's about no. what you put into it. But There's a lot of aspects into balance. Yeah. But I, I guess from my point of view, as somebody who is, is an entrepreneur and does spend a lot of time focused on business and growing because that's what I love and that's my passion, I've had people tell me that I must be miserable or like I don't do enough or like you gotta, you probably crave more social or like you gotta get out more. And I think that's putting your own judgment or desires onto me like how do you know what I love and what I want out of my life like you don't you know so I think that's where that comes from and there's a I've talked to a lot of other entrepreneurs who I'm friends with that not a lot but many that like I'm friends with that have had that said to them too because they do a lot in their business because that's what they love and it's like I think I mean you're you you see it and you accept it and you've always been like supportive of it because you just get it you're like that's just Cody you know and I think like I love that, but there are people who it's, I had a conversation with my mom about this actually, like, you know, uh, loving what is, we we're talking about that book. She heard me say it on the podcast cause she still listens. And like, uh, I was talking about it. It comes down to accepting what people's definition of success and fulfillment and motivation and inspiration and hobby, all these things are because, you know, somebody can look at me and be like, dude, that guy's no life. Yeah. All he does is business and content and workout and pfft miserable and I could look at somebody like this person doesn't do any personal development they don't train they're not like grinding towards who am I to say that they're miserable because of that yeah who are they to say I'm miserable because of this we're all different human beings like so I think that's where I think like um I mean all of it success balance all those like it's personal definitions we can't put opinions onto yeah there's no fact of this of any of it yep all opinions and that's I mean that's a huge problem people forcing opinions on other people (laughs) we've had a conversation about but uh but no i think uh i don't know where that that rant came from that last part but um that's that's where i know the podcast is coming to an end when we're just starting to spit out random shit um cool let's wrap it up yep let's wrap it up guys uh great question yeah great question ariel i love that one and uh i think um everybody listening do the little things I was talking about, and I think that I truly think you can get pretty far, and you'll find a way to shift into that gear and uh, find your passion and be willing to do whatever it takes at the end of the day. Have a good Monday. Sorry.